Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill, here with Bonnie Harvey and Michael Houlihan, best-selling authors of The Barefoot Spirit, How Hardship, Hustle, and Heart Built America's Number One Wine Brand, along with their companion book, The Entrepreneurial Culture, 23 Ways to Engage and Empower Your People. Welcome to the both of you. It's great to have you in studio. Thank you. So first off, the title is America's Number One Wine Brand. As someone, yes. let's say, you know, browsing the shelves, what does that translate into number, America's Number One Wine Brand? What does that mean exactly? Well, it's the most number of cases or bottles that were purchased by Americans. That's got to feel pretty good. It's excellent. <laughs> I love uh, one of the first uh, quotes from the book. It says, you guys started this wine business in the laundry room of a rented farmhouse with no money, right. no wine experience, and no clue about what they were getting into, and you say that's one of the keys to your success. How do you explain that? Well, first of all, when you have a lot of money, you tend to throw money at everything. When you don't have any money, you tend to be resourceful and imaginative. And when you don't know what you're doing, you tend to ask questions, you're a little bit more humble. And so we happen to ask questions of the buyers, imagine mm -hmm. that, what do you have room for in your supermarkets? And they told us exactly with a profile that that brand should look like. So we were actually given the keys to the door for market access because we didn't know what we were doing. Looking back, I mean, because take me back, what year was this? Did you 85 is when 85. we did the research. I mean, mm -hmm. and looking at now, America's number one wine brand, mm -hmm. did you ever think back then that you'd be sitting here <laughs> and discussing your success? Well, we knew it was going to be a success, and uh, we're quite happy that it became such an incredible success. The book is being used in 25 universities teaching entrepreneurship currently. So yes. you obviously you're doing something right. You create this, this huge brand, and then you created this companion book mm -hmm. to the Barefoot Spirit, which chronicles your story and the success of the brand, called The Entrepreneurial Culture. And you say you created it uh, because of two of the biggest problems facing the C-suite today. What are those two problems? The biggest problem facing the C-suite is how to engage your people and how to empower your people. In other words, C-Sweeters today want to learn more about entrepreneurialism and how they can employ entrepreneurialism in their own culture. And so this is a book, The Entrepreneurial Culture, How to Engage and Empower Your People. It has 23 takeaways. Right. That is, it's designed for C-Suite folks to help them in their own culture. And mm -hmm. you say that in order for a business to, to thrive, rather, employees need to think like owners, which is the main takeaway. Why is it so important that all employees think like owners, Bonnie? Because they see the whole picture. If somebody just has one department that they're working in, then they kind of have blinders on and they can't see beyond that. Mm -hmm. But when you're working as an owner, you see every aspect. And in order to solve problems, because every company, every person has problems, you need to have a lot of help from all those people that know your business the best, which are your employees. You really want to be able to ask questions of them. You want to let them know what your problems are, what your challenges are, and they can help solve the problems. And the more people you have on your team solving problems, the better off you are. I mean, so looking at the success of your wine, would you say a lot of that success was contingent upon your employees? Your oh, employees definitely. are the reason for your success? How absolutely. So? Well, absolutely. Uh, we would ask our people when we had problems, what do you guys think about this? How would you solve this problem? 
and they would give us a lot of cockamamie ideas, but some of them were pure gold, and some of them would nurture other ideas in other people, and we would come up with solutions to problems that they never dreamed about in the marketing offices. C-Suite Radio. So let's talk a little bit about empowering your people to think like owners. Uh, you say one of the things you need to do is remove the roadblocks to the entrepreneurial spirit. What do you mean by the roadblocks? Mm -hmm. In a lot of companies, if someone makes a mistake, they're really going to be penalized. And in our company, we celebrated mistakes. And we did that by changing anything that had to be changed, if it was a contract or if it was a form or a label or a job description, to make sure that that problem never happens again. So therefore, we were very happy that we would never have that problem again. That's, that's one thing that is really different than what a lot of the corporations do now. Yeah, I believe you devoted a whole chapter to, you know, every, sort of every mistake counts. Right, yes. we call it make mistakes right. Exactly. And it's W-R-I-T-E as opposed to R-I-G-H-T. Very clever, right. So obviously the mistakes paid off. You also employ this idea that everyone at your company must ask questions, including you. Absolutely. Do you feel that a lot of employees aren't in, in other businesses? I think that people are uh, intimidated today because of compliance restrictions, because of structural restrictions in the company itself. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't want to look stupid, so they make assumptions about reality that isn't exactly right. And then one day, you know, the executive is really surprised that so-and-so made such a tragic mistake and cost the company millions. Right. Um, so we say, you know, let them ask any question they want. You see, it's really important to find and hire people with entrepreneurial DNA. What is entrepreneurial DNA and how do you find that? Well, it's two things. It's, it's integrity and it's hustle. Integrity. They do what they say they're going to do. They take responsibility for what they say is going to happen. Mm -hmm. They don't blame the other guy. They aim at their own foibles. They clean up their own backyard. Okay, so that gets into making mistakes mm -hmm. right. And then the other thing is that folks who are, uh, who are challenged uh, come up with solutions. They have to have permission to come up with those solutions, even if they don't work as long as we have a Monday morning quarterback and say, now, what worked and what didn't work. So what happens in so many uh, corporate cultures today is that people are discouraged from doing that sort of thing just because of the structure and because of a misplaced idea of job security. So leaders have to let their people know that it's okay to behave in this fashion. Right, but it comes from the top, obviously. Oh, yeah. You know, the job security, especially in the economy we're in, job security is key. So it comes from you, the boss, saying, you know, encouraging this kind of atmosphere. But again, you're saying that's one of the keys for your success. Absolutely. And creating this entrepreneurial culture, you say in your own terminology, it's a silver bullet. How so? Well, what happens is when people are paid on the basis of company success, whether that's profits or number of units or uh, if it's sales, whatever the metric is, if some portion of their compensation is based on that and not just hourly, not just attendance, then you have a whole different mindset. And then if you respect your people to the point that you say they have something between their ears besides gray matter, then you ask them their opinion about things. And now that they have an interest in seeing it happen, you'd be surprised the ideas they're gonna come up with. So they're closest to the job, they're closest to the problem, to the degree that they can solve the problems without bringing them to your office, you are much better ahead, your money ahead, your company is mm -hmm. money ahead. 
But I like this idea of incentives. Your work is contributing to something and giving someone a reason to perform at the highest level. So people work for four, four reasons. The first reason they work, obviously, is for a paycheck. Second reason they work for is uh, appreciation and acknowledgement. Uh, third reason they work is for time off. And the fourth reason they work is for security, whether that's medical or retirement. So what we did at Barefoot is we gave people extended time off. They got their birthday off with pay, for instance. That's great. What does that do for your company culture? Yeah, small perks that just little sort of, things. Yeah, the little things that you appreciate. And mm -hmm. specifically, what were some of the incentives, uh, sales-based incentives that you guys employed? Well, it depended on your job. If you were a salesperson and the company was interested in growth, then what we would do is set up an incentive program that was based on, here's what you did same month last year. If you do the same thing that you did same month last year, you're not going to make a big commission. But if you do 10% more, you're going to make 10% more commission. If you do 20% more, you're going to make 20% more, and so forth and so on. So we built it into uh, a metric that took it from where it was last year and actually rewarded for growth. And that was very effective. I would imagine your, your employees really responded to that. They did. Yes, they did. Of course, did. it took us years to figure that out. Right, right. But that's, but the, that's, beauty what, of, that's the beauty you're the trying beauty to The beauty of the yeah. book is that we're giving you 20 years worth of experience. Everything we know, we know because we did it the wrong way first. Exactly, right. Why waste, you know, why should I waste four years finding out what you did, you know, 10 years ago? So that's right. there's the beauty of the book. Let's talk more about these 23 tools. Mm -hmm. uh, you say one of the most important things to do is to get out of your people's way. I mean, I feel like people say that, but to actually do it is another thing. Yeah, I'm afraid that most supervisors have a tendency to micromanage. Uh, they don't want to give their people a chance to make a mistake. Uh, but if they adopt the attitude that we have about mistakes, they're going to see that as an advantage because they're going to be our business was built on the backs of mistakes, believe me. Our success was because we tried stuff that didn't work, but we wrote it down. And we said, okay, when we tried this, this much of it worked, but this much of it didn't work. So then we would use that to build on the next mistake until finally we didn't have any mistakes. <laughs> we just had the right way to do it. Exactly. Trial and error. And to someone out there who's just starting a brand, what do you say to them, you know, if they're having a hard time? Because, you know, you talk about hardship, hustle, and heart. You know, this idea of never giving up. Did you guys experience that where you just wanted to throw in the towel? And how did you overcome that? Well, that's when we started asking more questions of more people. We looked at everyone that was handling our product and we asked them what it was that their goals were, how we could help them to do their job better. And by asking everyone that handles your product, you're going to gain a lot of information. You're not alone out there, but you have a whole team of everyone that you rely on to make the sales, to get out the production, to make it happen and right. And by working with these people, you get their input, you get their help, and um, it makes the whole job go much smoother. And Michael, why should someone read the book? I mean, what's the one takeaway that, that someone's gonna, going to get from this book, whether or not they have an existing company or they're, they're embarking on an adventure? Well, if they read uh, The Barefoot Spirit, they're going to get a good laugh. They're going to understand how this giant wine brand uh, was created uh, using the entrepreneurial spirit. We just mm -hmm. call it the barefoot spirit, but it really is the entrepreneurial spirit. So if you're a CEO and you want your people to know about it and you want to give them a book that they're not going to come back and beat you up and say, why did you make me read that? Better yet, they're going to actually read it. They should read the barefoot spirit. Mm -hmm. And then if 
you yourself want your company to be more entrepreneurial, we recommend this other book, which we've created, uh, The Entrepreneurial Culture, because it's going to give you the keys to unlock the potential of your people so that you can engage them and you can empower them to make decisions and to think like owners. Well, Bonnie and Michael, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's been eye-opening, and obviously, you thank know you. what you're doing. <laughs> so congratulations on all of your success. Thank and you. if you'd like to find out more information about these two and the book, head over to our website, www.csweetbookclub.com. That's c-sweetbookclub.com. And today, there's a two-for-one, you might say, because if you buy The Barefoot Spirit, you also get, as a bonus, the entrepreneurial culture for free. So a great incentive there. Thanks again, you guys, for joining us. We'll see you next time on Bestseller TV. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.